GCast episode 578 for the week of March 20th, 2021. I'm your host, Chris Privets, here bringing you the week's news, some feedback, some community stuff, check in stories on the site, and what games are coming out. Let's get this party started. Joining me this week, Kelly Ryan. Woohoo! Raise the roof. Alex Fuller. Yay. And Robert <laughs> Fulbright. <laughs> Albright. Albright. Sorry. It's okay. I've been called worse. <laughs> you can cut the excitement in this cast with a stick today. Robert, kick us off with your exciting list of what you've been playing this week. So, I, th- I think uh, along with most of the staff, uh, thanks to a combination of tax return and stimulus, I picked up uh, Bravely Default 2, and uh, that has been really... I mean, I've, I've been playing some Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, they're doing a Moogle event. We've got the next patch coming in about a month. Not much going on there. But Bravely Default 2. Um, and I know, uh, you know, Paz has been playing it in the morning. has been watching the stream, so I know she's way further ahead than me, and I, and I send her comments, like, all the time about it. Because <laughs> um, I don't want to, you know, post anything on our, on our Discord or whatnot, because I... It's a very new game, lots of spoilers going on. So, um, I, I, and from watching the stream and whatnot and playing this, it, it really has the same feel that I got from Bravely Default, where it starts off, you know, sort of lighthearted, and man, does it go dark in spots. About what chapter would you say that it turns dark? Um, it really starts going dark in the in the uh, the second town. I'll say I, I don't. I think that's chapter one technically, but I mean it starts having some dark moments in the second town. I know the third main town is like has some really dark moments from watching Paula's play it off off of our off of our Twitch. So I mean it's there are definitely some messed up things in this. And, and and I like that. I like that the fact that, you know, oh, you know, lighthearted, you know, more, you know, down-to-earth, lighthearted game. Not necessarily, you know, kid-friendly, but definitely, you know, a little more lighthearted. And then it definitely, like, starts hitting you with, like, oh, that's messed up. Oh, that's also messed up. Oh, this other thing I, is really messed up, too. <laughs> I only just got the thief asterisk in my game. Okay, so, so that's about where I'm at. So the next asterisk you get is where you start to see the really dark aspects of the game. Okay. Although the end of uh, the end of the thief one, you sort of s- start seeing it too. Um, but the next one, which is Berserker. Um, that's where you really, where it really starts to imply there's a lot more going on in this game than meets the eye or initially. Wait, so it's Wait, Transformers? So- Beat me to it. <laughs> it may be transformative. So, um, 
but but I'm for, so I'm, I don't really have a whole lot of games to talk about. What the heck? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I have two cameras and I've learned how to play with them. <laughs> <laughs> this is um, the fun stuff you can enjoy if you come and watch live at twitch.tv slash rpgamer every week at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern. Yeah. I think you I was, need your sh- shoulder kitty back. I do. He's gone. Yeah. I, I was all tabbed into a different program. And I come back and I just see, you know, Chris on top of Chris and one <laughs> one flip doing, like, dancing in his chair. I'm like, what? <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, I'm I'm uh, two asterisks ahead of you right now, which is uh, Berserker and Red Mage. And then I did pick up the side quest one, which is Gambler. Which uh, I actually lost the first time because uh, you have to play a mini game that's within the game. And the mini game's kind of fun, but if you lose... It's a little... You literally get a game over screen. It is an outright lose. <laughs> is well, it I mean, as it bad? Do- well, I guess like, it does tell you you are betting all of your asterisks. So... Yeah. If you're losing, then yeah. You're not going to be able to fight anymore. <laughs> yeah, but it's just interesting because it's done from a mini game. It's not even like an... Like I didn't lose the fight fight, which you do after the mini game. No, I lost the mini game before the fight. So, and and the quote is, you know, you know, take your take your asterisks, take your money, take your life, and then like you just see this blood splattering hit the screen and game over. I was like, whoa! Is it as bad as the mini game to get the um, lady luck? Uh, fair in Final Fantasy X-2? Um, no. Okay. Yeah, it's not a hard minigame, and you can pretty much get lucky after a couple of attempts anyway. So, uh, okay. Yeah, I, I got it on my second attempt. Um, I, I just had some bad placement. Um, it's, it's sort of like a... It's kind of like a card game, but sort of like... Um, oh... It's the equi- it's the game's equivalent of triple triad, basically. Okay. No, I wouldn't say triple triad. It's sort of like, oh, what is that game? Well, I, I've heard people compare it to triple, triple triad. triad slash go. I think. Go. It's more like go. There we go. Thank you. I, I couldn't think of the name for a moment. Yeah, it's sort of a hybrid of the two. Yeah, uh, obviously, uh, pause is way further than any of us, than at least me and Kelly. I don't know where you're at with it. Uh, uh, I'm in Alan. chapter. I'm in chapter three. Okay, so you're you're so I definitely think I'm somewhere close to where she is, possibly a touch ahead. So, and so, but no, enjoying it. Um, they they added. Um, I, I like some of the additions and the and the changes to um, the uh, classes. Um, you know, changing up some of the classes. Like, um, unfortunately, I don't have too many of the more esoteric classes right now. Um, but I, I'm definitely enjoying it. Uh, one of the biggest changes is um, there's sort of like rare monsters that spawn, and they and they tend to be a lot more powerful, but they also drop really good things, and that's a nice little change that from the 
previous titles. Yeah, I because I can defeat that one flower one pretty easily. I'm like, oh, oh I can take on anything now, and then have thusly got my ass handed to me. Which it's it's nice that you can pretty much save anywhere on the world map in this game because of that. Yeah, yeah I haven't actually done any of the, many of the rare fights just because I can't be bothered to go out of my way to do them, and I'm getting on fine. It really does want you to. Sort of choose a proper loadout for bosses. You can't just go in with what you've been grinding. And especially because of the way the counter system works, which is both interesting and infuriating at the same time. Yeah, that, that it can be um, definitely infuriating with the counter system, especially if you don't know what they're going to counter when you go into the fight. Yeah. Oh, that was it, a spoiler. It, it, it does. Was it? Wasn't paying attention. Um, Only if you know one of the asterisks that was just shown on that video. Mm. Uh, Maybe. I mean, it wasn't much of a spoiler. It's kind of obvious, but it was spoiler. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, sorry. Go ahead. I was just saying, there's not too much to the story. It is very. It does feel very classic JRPG in terms of that. That way. feels somewhat Dragon Questy in how the stories are sort of laid out into the sections based on each town. Oh yeah, it, it's it this like the the base like story story, not counting its like darker moments, is still very classic JRPG. It it really harkens back to I want to say like Final Fantasy one or Final Fantasy five. You know the very you know protect the crystal. You know old school. Uh, Final Fantasies instead of the much deeper ones. Um, but again, Bravely Default does tend to have darker moments in the story, even if the stories themselves are not really deep. Yeah, I wouldn't say they're too dark. They're quite not, well, not, they're not too dark compared to a lot of other JRPGs. I mean, ones like Tales of Symphonia gets. Probably I don't know the, about the same. I don't know that thing with the pictomancer was pretty messed up. Yeah, but I yeah. may have a different idea of how dark something may be than you. How does it compare yeah, to Diablo Four? Hey, Diablo Four is dark. Y'all. Okay, yeah, it's pretty dark. All right, cool. Yeah, That's yeah, not not that dark. Okay, <laughs> yeah, definitely not going to be that dark. <laughs> well, I can't wait till Diablo 4 comes out and the story is like the most shallow thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I if I've been frustrated with anything in this game, it's definitely the not being able to experiment with loadouts for boss fights because that's the thing that I liked about the original games is that pretty much any build you liked was viable for a boss fight. Yeah, I mean, it does basically, when you go into fights, it will basically pretty much remove certain classes from consideration. I mean, there's one particular one where white ma- white magic is the counter, and that's something you really do learn to rely on in the game. Do you, do you, like, um, do you have a sense of when these are coming up? Like, you know what to 
to it's, level? Or? Um, it's very obvious when you're about to go into a fight, usually. Yeah, it's, mm. it's very obvious when you're going to go into like, a fight. But, like, what jobs you need? Nope. Not, okay. not ahead of time. You're so, it feels like you're expected to lose and then reload and go in with a... Oh, delightful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, and... Luckily, um, you know, yeah, going white mage very reliant because you know it's like your first healer, really. But um, as I, I just got red mage, as I mentioned, and you know that actually has a lot of healing ability as well. So it it gives you alternative options for when those fights happen. But uh, as we just mentioned, there's no way to know before going into those fights what, what the counters are going to be. Yeah, Red Mage is annoying though, because you can't do uh you can't do party wide healing. Um, unless you want, you know, the additional challenge, which I, I kinda like trying to, you know go through the fights and you know with uh, you know, not exactly knowing and then, you know, seeing oh, oh this counters, can I maybe still do this? Yeah, now I mean, you have a now if your party's loadout is just always going to be countered in the fight which luckily I haven't seen that yet myself, then you're probably looking at a, a, a reload and, and reconfigure. Well, the thing is, you've got sub-jobs as well, so there's always a generally a secondary option that you've got, and you can usually cover yourself either way. Mm, true. The thing is, is that I... I really don't like the idea of the feeling that I have to look up a guide just to beat the bosses in the game. That I, I should be able to just kind of tweak my loadout a little bit and be able to take on the boss and okay, maybe die once and have to tweak it a little but bit. But Kelly, you don't have to look up a guide. Just keep experimenting with new party configurations until you yeah. figure it out. <laughs> to be honest, the balancing doesn't feel like you need to look up a guide. It is. It does feel like you can figure out what you can do. The annoying thing would be if you haven't leveled up a job that things like it feels like it might be useful for a particular fight, but I've been generally splitting my party so it covers covers the board and I've been fine. It does help that there are some elements to boss fights that can work in your favour because bosses can run out of MP. And there's been, I think, there's been at least four boss fights where I've beaten them simply by staying alive long enough for them to run out of MP, and then they are much less of a threat that way. Yeah. Now, I will, I will say, um, from watching Paul's play and the uh, that one thief ability, God's Godspeed, whatever is is broken. Yeah, I was using that on the. Um that one flower boss that we've been talking about. And yeah, that definitely just having a whole party full of thieves and just spamming that over and over again, that boss goes down in no time flat. Yeah. Well, so watching Paul's play it, that, that dot stacks. So like I've, I've seen her have it stacked up to three times. So it, you know, so it has the initial hit. And so the, Ability? No, that character doesn't have it. I'm actually sitting here playing it as as we're um, mm -hmm. as we're doing our task here because you know on Switch, you know easy easy to do that with, and so um, 
I, I do have a character. Yeah, Godspeed Strike. So, you know, she, she has one character loaded with it and, you know, uses it like four times, you know, with the, you know, Brave and Default system. And I've seen it stack up to like three times on that dot. And that dot hits for as almost as much as the normal strike does. And it can crit. So I've seen her like just plow through some of the HP on the bosses. And and let's let's admit, some of these bosses do not have small amounts of HP. No, they don't. And, you know, being able to, you know, plow through, you know, 4,000 HP with a single hit and then the dot doing another 4,000 three times. And then, you know, so four hits at 4,000, another three dots at 4,000. You know, that's yeah. a lot of HP. So it's that's definitely also, a little bit of a broken skill. Well, I'm going to say that's also basically your entire MP pool, though. So. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not exactly a cheap ability to use at 95 magic points. But yeah, boss, bosses do encourage you to make use of all your MP and all of your MP items, which is, which is fine because the game's re- gives you plenty of money to have lots of ethers in your bag anyway. So, Yeah, I've had quite a bit of money come through my way. Of course, I've been also level grind- or JP grinding a lot too because there were some abilities I wanted like um, Mug on the Thief and um, I think and Animal Husbandry or something on the Beastmaster that lets you capture various beasts like that's, automatically. That's not what Animal Husbandry is. Yeah, no, it's okay. yeah, it's it's called something else. <laughs> yeah, I I was blanking on the name of it. It is something like that. Animal Handler. That's what okay. it's called. I think. Off the chain. Oh no, yeah. not off the chain. Uh, off- Beast Whisper. Yeah, Beast Whisper. I'm sorry. So, yeah, off the like chain that. is what releases them into battle yeah. to smack things. All right, favorite I, I, jobs. What's everyone's favorite jobs? Um, thus far for me, it's been the thief, just because of how high damage it is. Um, from watching Paws play, I because again, she's further than any of us. Um, I'm kind of, I kind of think the uh, beast, the beastmaster is actually pretty fun you know pretty fun to watch you know just all of a sudden summoning these different beasts to beat things up and they all have like different abilities they do some of them can do debuffs and then it has an ultimate skill which just has like random monsters just running through you know through the enemies kind of like uh yangus's uh what was his ultimate if you went bare the bare knuckles where it's like old farts or something you know just come running running through the enemies and beating them up I'm not sure because I always want axes with uh, Yangus and Dragon Quest Eight. Yeah, Beastmaster has some really good abilities. I think Vanguard has some, definitely some strong physical attacks in it. I've recently just got Dragoon, and that one's quite fun. Oh, I can't wait for Dragoon. Dragoon traditionally has been my favorite uh, Final Fantasy class in like most games. The the. Uh... The um, outfits for Dragoon, at least because uh, Pause, Pause has that one too, and and uh, she has a Adele in it. Is is the outfit is actually very interesting? How they thought of it in this in Bravely Default too. 
It's like a skin suit of uh, dragon scales. Oh, okay. I've seen that outfit come up. I thought it was like some sort of merman, mer-creature thing. Yeah, no, that is Dragoon. I, I, I recognize that one like right away. I was like, oh, that's an interesting Dragoon outfit. Nice. Interestingly enough, this week, we um, or this upcoming week, you're going to be recording Bravely Default 2's. No, no, I'm sorry, Bravely, Bravely Seconds. Second. Yeah. It's a backtrack. <laughs> I'm going to have to put a disclaimer in front of that show that's like, look, for the longest time we called this game Bravely Default 2, and now that there is a Bravely Default 2, it's confusing. So expect a lot of calling Bravely Second Bravely Default 2. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to have to look and see what my favorite classes were in Bravely Second. I know I like the vampire class a lot in that game. And I, I haven't exactly looked up the Asterix uh, list in this game to see what's coming up. What am I... Alright. I played Bravely Default 1 to the point where we're in the um, repetitive section near the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Put it that way. I didn't finish it. I keep telling myself I want to. I have not played Bravely Second at all. Should I go back and play those games or just throw it out, play Bravely Default 2? You really don't need to. No, you yeah. don't. There's, there's no connection between them. Well, yeah, no, um, no that like I understand. There's to- no story connection, but are the games good enough that I would enjoy them, but I'll enjoy them less if I play Default 2 now and then go back and the systems are not as developed? I don't think so. I don't think that really applies because they don't they don't feel like the changes are fundamental or uh, have made things massively different. It is Yeah, there's still very, very similar. Just, there's, yeah, okay. there's just some extra things. The way the turn system is slightly different, so you're still getting a distinct experience between the two. Okay. Um, one of the big changes, actually, from the first from the first two to this one, is um, at least in the original. I forget if uh, second had it. Is they had sliders to how many monsters you could run into. So it was like you could have the slider all the way up and have a bunch yeah. of monsters to make you it easier. Completely yeah, in the old ones, yeah. Yeah, and this one they nope. don't have that, and I, I honestly think that's that's a little bit of a loss on this game. I mean, I, they kind of compensate for it by, by making shit run from you as That's you run true. up to it. I, I, I understand that. But like sometimes, especially in tight spaces, and this is one of my complaints of Dragon Warrior 7 on the DS, because they went from the, a random battle system to showing the monsters on the map, is if you're in a tight space, you can't always avoid the monster and you end up in a fight that you don't want. Well, I mean... If you're getting into fights, that means you probably need, still need the fight to be a decent level anyway. So, I, I don't well, really it's more. That. Well, you've um, got loads of options to escape things anyway. You've got true. the item to go back to the thing. You can. Oh, but it's not yeah. the. It's not that you can't escape, Alex. It's the time commitment and annoyance of like, oh, now I'm looking at a battle transition. This. Nah, nah, nah. Yeah. Um. For me, it was more. Yeah. Uh, last night, I'm in an area where the monsters run away. Um, I had to look away from the game, and a monster spawn and ended up in a fight because it didn't see me, and it just happened to spawn in such a weird place where it ended up attacking me. So I don't know if this is anybody else's method for random encounters, but my method, especially for trivial fights, is to just 
brave four times and do regular attack and just have that run through everybody. And that will get, especially really low-level fights, that'll get rid of most things in one turn. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. majority turn, turn, of how I played the first game, up. Kelly. <laughs> well, I think that's part of what the system was designed for anyway. <laughs> yeah, and, and what sucks is when your muscle memory kicks in and you don't have, because I press the Y button to just repeat stuff, and when you've done something else like heal or something and then forget that you changed up your tactics and hit the Y button. And th- in that case, I, re- I ran away from a very high battle chain by accident by doing that, and I was very upset. <laughs> you know, going to... Going to the battle change, uh, that is one of the changes I really like was um, where they instituted, you know, the fo- that food system where you where you can get, like, food sometimes as a drop and it'll make mm-hmm. certain uh, monsters more attracted to you and, and cause you to actually do increased chains that mm-hmm. way. Yeah, I... I... I don't know if I like that better than hurting monsters or not. Because while hurting monsters takes a while, I can get some pretty big chains. And trying to hurt them the reverse way by attracting them to you works a little bit differently. And I did have found it kind of frustrating that that the, the, the number of chains that will rack up isn't consistent. Like sometimes I'll get I'll manage to hurt like two monsters together and then get a full eight chain for the full max JP and other times I'll get maybe like four fights out of it yeah and and I, that goes back to the um, again the, the lack of the slider being in this one mm-hmm. because the slider was you know you could make it really easy to chain and I think that was sort of another one of those compromises they built in to uh, compensate for that yeah I don't know. It's like there's things I like about this version of the game and changes like the slider that I just don't understand why they got rid of. Or rather, I do understand why they got rid of it, but I like the slider better. Um, so I don't know. I'm going to have to play more of the game. I, I just I've found grinding JP too fun and I've been distracted with other things to really devote time to the story this week. So my goal next week is to devote a lot of time to the story and just see what's going on. Um, I've also been distracted by the graphics in the game because I just can't get over like how fuzzy everything looks and how like you can see the textures in the clothes and how the like gold and some of the trim actually shines properly. They've done such a good job of that um, tilt shift camera stuff in this game and making yeah. everything look like a miniature model that's been animated. Yeah, oh, maybe. So, so going to the fuzziness, uh, I actually had that same issue. Apparently, there's an option to turn that off. Oh, yeah. I found that option. <laughs> Thanks what to someone pointing it out on our Discord. So, what the fuzzy textures? No, well, yeah, the, way it, the, the way it, yeah, the way it focuses into. Oh. To a narrow band. Yeah, so, so everything that, yeah. on your level is crisp and clear, but everything that's not is fuzzed out, basically. Or the out thing that makes it look like you're looking at a bunch of tiny people. Yeah. But, you know, you saying that it's like watching a miniature diorama, that's probably why I've been so fascinated mm-hmm. by the textures. Well, you've given been my... miniatures, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, that looks really good. Oh, wait, this is rendered. No wonder it looks good. <laughs> they cheated. Yeah. 
I don't really have much more I can say about it right now. <laughs> That's fine. Well, you've been playing anything else? Um, as I said, I've, o- I've only touched... Uh, I've been playing... Because I haven't been on for a few weeks. I have played a bunch of other stuff. But as far as this week goes, I only really touched, as I said, Final Fantasy XIV. They've got a tombstone event to grind out um, some rare... Oh. Or some rarer drop stuff going on before the next patch. So uh, I've managed to get the Nightmare Mount because of it. Um, but that's really been it. Uh, just been very busy with work and, um, you know, stuff has been coming in because, uh, as I said, I got the our tax return and the stimulus. So we've been ordering things, building, building stuff around the house. So it's it's been... A, a very busy time here at the Albright household. Uh, the, the stimulus package plus tax return. Gov- government funded uh, blowing money. What have you been well, blowing your case, time on this week, Kelly? Um, well, I am now the archmage of the college in Whiterun in Skyrim. That was a very interesting... Say what? Congratulations. Yeah, man, the... The cloak that you get from doing that quest chain, like, restores your magic to 100%, or has, like, 100% magic regeneration and reduces the mana cost of all spells in all classes. And I, I just, I feel like I'm a god now, because I just go around and chain lightning everything, and it's like all Senator Palpatine awesomeness. Mm-hmm. So now I can't decide if I want to finish the like go through and just kind of do the story mode because i i won't lie i felt kind of guilty that i've playing been playing skyrim a lot more than i've been playing bravely sack or bravely default <laughs> but at the same time it's like now i've gotten all sorts of different quest chains and like i when i went back to white run to go get something i had a courier and it's like there's a message from you for you we have an invitation for you for something and it's like ooh, i wonder what this is and then uh Jarl's um, Ulfric Stormcloak is like, hey, I can make you a thane if you go help the people of the town and you'll get a house and everything. And it's like, ooh, I want to go do that now too. But I also want to go see the nice dragon and not kill him because I'm told that that nice dragon is like one of the best characters in the game. And he's voiced by Mario. It's a me, a dragon. (laughs) So, I, I don't know. I didn't... I honestly didn't think I would get into Skyrim as much as I am into it, and I feel kind of bad that I ignored it for the past decade. Hmm. So I yeah. just I just don't think graphically it holds up as as uh, you know not not discounting story, not discounting gameplay. I've always found the Elder Scroll games really ugly, like. I, and I can stand a lot of ugly games. Like I, I mean, I can still stand blocky Final Fantasy VII and Final Fantasy VIII. I just there's something about these graphics that just don't do it for me. And I know I'm one of the last people who should judge a game on graphics based on the fact I still play gold box games. I just, I, I just no, no. It doesn't bother me that bad. I mean, yeah, I know it's like what a PlayStation Three era game. Or Xbox 360 era game at this point, but I, th- that being said, it runs fabulous on my computer, which yeah, is no, janky. It, 
No, I mean, like, I I own it. I own it multiple times because my wife really loves the game and loves the gameplay. It's just, I don't know, something about the way that the worlds look just... Ugh, no. I, and, and, and it's me. I, I know it's me. And I don't know if it's just because of the way my brain's wired. I don't know if it's because the engine. I just don't know. It's just something about the way... And it's not just Skyrim. It's all the Elder Scroll games. Except for maybe the first two, because I've never really seen those. I just... They never appealed to me on a level that would make me want to try them. And part of it is the the the, the way the setting looks. Oh, part of why Skyrim or the Elder Scrolls series as a whole has never appealed to me is because I would get... Like, I would, I would try Morrowind and Oblivion, and I would get so overwhelmed by, like, okay, what stats do I pick? What class do I pick? What Which of these skills should I be using? And the way Skyrim streamed, where it's, like, just whatever you use increases your stats. So you don't have to obsess over it. And, you know, every level you get a perk that you can kind of special pick what you specialize in. And... If all Western RPGs were like this, I think that I would play a lot more Western RPGs. That being said, I am curious about a game that's a uh, Dungeons & Dragons game that we're going to be talking about in the news coming up. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and also, there's a part of me that wants to, like, I don't know, play through the game again, but then in the Switch version so that I could do like a different build and uh, go do like the Thieves Guild or something, even though I know the over encumberment is going to frustrate the hell out of me. But yeah, I, I, I am very much part of the Skyrim thing now. I, I don't know if I'm going to finish the game this week or not, though, because I, I do want to play more Bravely Default. And plus, we've got Monhun next week. I Chris, really I thought like, he was. I really what? like that somebody's got a video up of how to become the, the archmage without using magic. <laughs> yeah, because they they really do expect you to be a magic user because there are some spots that you need a certain spell to get through, and they give you that that, that spell before it in case you never picked up that spell in the dungeon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, really funny. But, but Chris, we got Monster Hunter next week, and let me tell you, I spent like fifty bucks getting prepared for Monster Hunter next week. Monster Hunter rise! I bought a thirty or a twenty foot USB cable so that I can do PC Discord on my couch, and then I bought a thirty foot Ethernet cable so that I have a better connection. And that's when I learned that the switch doesn't have an Ethernet connection. Oh no, Kelly. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, I, have, I had, did you buy a uh, USB dongle? Yes, I did. Okay. <laughs> I went like, wait a minute. Does the switch have an Ethernet? Nope. Oh no, it doesn't. And then I Google it. And it's like, Oh, there's a $30 switch branded Ethernet connector. Oh, okay. I'll just buy this $12 oh, one instead. Yeah, there you go. I was going to say that <laughs> you don't have to get the switch branded one. But you do need to have someone say, yeah, this one works great. Yeah, I mean, I just, hopefully the one I got actually works, because um, I bought one that had a, a USB hub, too. Because I figured, well, I I've, I always need USB hubs okay. for various things. But, so yeah, we're going to Monhun next week. 
it's yeah, gonna be we will. great. Yeah, we will. And I and so I'm gonna suck. Money. I'm gonna okay, suck so bad. Next it's Friday. Friday. Good. I'll be off all day watching Twinkie. Though I I will admit, um, we're probably gonna go do a road trip next um next Saturday morning because we've been itching to go to this um, tabletop store in Kansas City, and since there's not gonna be a podcast, I'm like, well, it's the perfect time to go do this because we're you're getting your COVID vaccine next week. We're gonna be celebrating getting our COVID vaccine. Nice, like going going somewhere finally. Yeah, we'll talk more about that later, but. <laughs> we got a couple things coming up in the privateer household next week. But we will manhun and see what we're doing with that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what else should I be prepping for? I don't even know what to get. Um, let's see. Are there amiibos to pick up ahead of time? Anything? I already pre-ordered mine, though. They Do we delayed... know that anything's going to arrive on time, Kelly? I'm making all these plans. It's all going to be late. I honestly don't know. I heard that the big amiibo, that's the standalone one, not in the collector's edition, was delayed. But the um, one that comes in the collector's edition, edition is fine. But I'm not sure about the other amiibos. I don't even know what the other amiibos do. So it says my controller will be here. It says that. I don't know if that's true. You bought a new controller from Monhan? I did. I bought the special overpriced pro controller for monster hunter because we need a second uh, a pro controller and i was like well why don't gotta get the monster hunter right gotta get the monster hunter um but yeah it's it's 25 dollars more or whatever 15 dollars more because it has monster hunter coloring on it because you know nintendo can get away with that of course yeah um <laughs> yeah See, game stuff. Now, Monster Hunter. Uh, now I'm wondering if uh, I should like maybe get the nice Hori Pro controller that has like rapid fire and stuff for this. Oh, uh, rapid fire usually not useful for Monster Hunter. Okay. Because uh, uh, animation timings matter, so you have to. Uh, you, you, know, you got to pay attention when you're pressing buttons. I see. It. You can sort of spam uh, for lower... Th- if you're feeling lazy and you want to save your fingers, it's fine, but you're not going to do well and get good combos and things will mess up. <laughs> yeah, we will have to see how um, how much my hands hurt after a session. Mm-hmm. Because I I know that for um, the Muso games I have to use I've gotten to where I have to use a rapid fire controller because otherwise my hands just ache after a session. Yes, and that that's a game where rapid fire would help for sure. Yeah. But. Okay, so let's see. Uh, while getting ready for Monster Hunter, I have a goal of finishing Atelier Ryza Two. Yes, I started Atelier Ryza Two. Let's see if I pull that goal off. Because I like the first one so much, and I couldn't decide anything else to play, so and I was like, "Why don't you play the sequel?" It's like, you know what? Why don't I play the sequel? So I started playing that, and that's that's the same game, except now I have to start over at the bottom of the Alchemy Totem Pole, <laughs> without even any good justification other than, "Oh, it's so hard to make things in this different region." 
Okay, Lee. Hey, that's a good Whatever. reason. You don't you don't know what you need to make stuff in this new it's region. It's the same ingredients. It's, it, it's not a good reason here. It's the same <laughs> ingredients. Maybe, is maybe a- the alchemical aether in the air is different. I don't know. Is that up there with like Samus not being able to use her suit in that one game because the commander told her not to? That's a better reason than this. <laughs> At least that's like she knows very well she could. She didn't forget how. She's choosing not to do it. <laughs> yeah, she's choosing not to use the uh, fire suit only after she goes through the fire area. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Samus, that's a real good reason. Real good reason. <laughs> God, you guys sent me that game. That's right. <laughs> oh, why do you hate me? <sighs> Sorry. Is that no, I'm, I'm, I'm. I was setting you up. You're just like you asked me to send it to you. You did ask me to send it to you, didn't you? <laughs> yes. You wanted this. You asked for this. Because I, wa- I wanted to see if it was as bad as people said. Uh oh, Kelly, I've got a pre-order for that controller. For the game and the amiibos, but there's two issues. One, the amiibos apparently aren't expected till the next week. That stinks. And two, I apparently never caught on that there was a third amiibo added. Oh, the giant one? Yeah. Or is that the Didn't one from the collector's the... edition? Yeah. That's oh, the one then from I'm the... good. Okay. Let's see. Get it by release date. So, in theory, this is coming Friday. It's going to suck, because it won't arrive till like, 6 p.m. It's like, here I am. If I just stuck to digital downloads for everything, I'd have it at midnight. I should know better by now. Collector's uh, editions wait. on the Switch. Come on. Please. I'm not going to be able to play it until later that night anyway, because we're going to have to drop off the dog at my mom's house for dog sitting for Saturday. I could have a really bad, slightly upgraded set of armor and be slightly sort of ahead of you by then. Isn't that... Wouldn't that be great? No? Okay. I mean, you're going to be ahead of me anyway because I suck at uh, Monster Hunter. Here's the secret, Kelly. So does most people. Okay. <laughs> um, unless you're Japanese or wheels. Uh, no, the Japanese thing... Uh, the the commun- the culture there tends to be more forgiving of people dying and and not being top tier, so that it's just more polite and pleasant to play with people. It doesn't mean they're better necessarily, though the ones who that tend to scum it with with U.S. people, in my experience, have been pretty good. <laughs> oh, what do we got? And are we going to be playing with wheels and? JC? I think so. Okay. I think it's just kind of like, hey, we got the game. Who's up to play now? And they'll be like, I, we I made my I made my presence known in the mon- in our Monster Hunter section of Discord, which, by the way, if you want to come play with us Monster Hunting next week, go to our Discord. We have a Monster Hunter channel. How do they Plenty get to our active- Discord, Kelly? Um, RPGamer.com and click the Discord button. We have a Discord button. Or type rpgame.com slash discord. There you go. Yes, that too. Uh, other games I played this week, Undermine on my Xbox. Um, that's a roguelike. It is a 
2D presentation. Um, it's kind of it's fun. It's 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 an iterative roguelike. It's a roguelite because you can buy upgrades and stuff between runs. Uh-huh. Um, the the uh, what is it? The nope, I'm failing on the word. But the uh, the idea is you you are a never ending stream of pe- peasants funneling into a mine for work. And uh, when you die, another peasant just like you shows up, and um, the canary that accompanies you takes all of your equipment, gives it to the next peasant, and you continue on. And uh, it's, it's a good, it's a good, good idea. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I can't beat the first boss; it's too hard. <laughs> Woo! I was about to ask just how difficult it's just like enter the gungeon levels of difficulty or is there No, I I can get to so like it's one of those things where it's structured like Isaac where there's four floors and then there's a boss. Okay. Um, and in this one it's story driven so like the boss is always the same. Um so I can get to that boss but it's really large and I'm not good at it. And so I keep dying once I get there, but I can get there pretty consistently now. So I'm making, I'm certainly getting better and my level ups are mattering, but it looks like for my skill level, uh, I may need to grind some more before I'll be able to take care of that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty cool. There's lots of things I haven't unlocked yet. And this is like the first region. So after this, I, I will be exiting the gold mine region. I don't know what's next. So it, it looks like there's multiple kind of uh, environments, kind of like a Spelunky sort of thing, with shortcuts to get there. So, see how that goes. Um, also played Fuser. Not an RPG at all, in any way, shape, or form. Uh, this is a music game from Harmonix. If you rec- remember, like, five, six years ago, they put out, like, a board game sort of thing, where you could mix, called Drop Mix, where you could uh, buy these cards and you put them in a thing, and it talks to a TV and you've got, like, mixing of music going on. But you like have physical things that you're playing with to to mix the music. It was a cool idea. I never played it because I don't want a board game music game, and nobody, I guess, else played it either. So they uh, kind of redid it into a, a full video game experience called Fuser, and it's all about making mashups on your TV. And I love it. So I'm just making the worst co- possible song combos. Yeah, I've seen this being played. It looks surprisingly good. I just enjoy sitting there with when I find a good combo. I just sit there on the couch, like I don't oh, really yeah. care. Yeah, it, I'm just gonna. Listen it's to this. really cool. You're seeing <laughs> things that you don't think would have any business working together, just <laughs> actually working and sounding really good. Yeah, is it as crazy as that mashup of um, smells like Teen Spirit and Never Gonna Give You Up? Um, that I sent you. I was doing one like that with um, Never Gonna Give You Up and. A bunch of other songs so yes actually it kind of is you know i I saw a a mashup the other day of around the world with around the world while spinning a globe so it would go around the world oh so you've been rickrolling everything (laughs) i rickrolled all the things yeah you rickrolled all the things that that is fabulous what system is this for they've got it on everything i'm playing it on xbox but it's it's on everything yeah, I've I've got it on my Steam wish list. F U S E R, user. Um, just keep in mind, like the game's going to be sixty, or you can get it on sale. I got it on sale. Um, there's a deluxe pack you can add on. There's a bunch of other DLC that they're going to do like their 
this is harmonics, so the mm-hmm. rock band people. So expect if it continues to be successful, um, a metric ton of DLC to buy piecemeal by piecemeal. So you could be very particular about what you buy, or spend a bazillion dollars trying to get it all. So um, yes, you, they've got you, a couple of passes too. Yeah, but yeah. You probably haven't been paying attention, but how's the heavy metal representation? Very light. There's some rock. Um, Uh, The hardest song I found so far, Kelly, is Evanescent, (laughs) Wake Me Up Inside. So that should give you an idea what we're dealing with. (laughs) It's it's more of an electronic and pop music sort of thing. Uh, Actually, mostly pop music. Pop, R&B, then some electronic, a little bit of rock, a little bit of the whatever evanescence counts as pop rock I don't know. <laughs> if i was still a shitty teenager i'd be like no thank you but now that i'm an adult and don't care what people how hardcore people think i am then yeah no that sounds good i just there's a distinct always... lack of any hair bands or any hard rock um okay whatsoever there is, there is one megadeth song oh okay then i may not have it unlocked then <laughs> But yeah, I'm I'm curious about it now because I actually do like electronic music now. And then I found out how to change the key of things, and um, yeah, because that's all. It, if anything, it's told me that man, even the simplified version of doing mass being a live DJ is hard enough to make it sound perfect. Um, mm. It's plenty if you if you don't mind mistakes or things sounding awkward while you set it up, no problem, right? If you want to be perfect and do a dance mix, you realize, man, these guys are really good to pull this off and make it sound good all the time. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I um, one one of my friends, um, the artist guy, I've shared a few things from Apex Angel. Yeah, he's also a DJ. <laughs> um, and he actually just he he didn't have him for a long time. He actually just got brand new uh, equipment to do it for his Christmas uh, Christmas gift from his wife. So. Uh, he's actually starting to uh, do stuff again. So, yeah, no, he, 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 uh, I've talked to him a few times about it. Yeah, it's naughty. It's, they make it look a lot easier than it really is sometimes. Yeah, like the pitch matching, the beat matching. There's a lot of previewing, I guess, before they cue their next track and stuff, and you don't get to hear that as a someone, but they're doing a lot of work during that. So, <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Um, I, I loved, I've only played it one night this week. I just got it. Um, but I loved my time with it. I'm going to keep playing it and it's just so, so fun to put these things together. So we'll see where I go with that. Um, yeah, I've been into mashups lately, so it's, I guess the internet has been for the past five, 10 years, but now it's my time to feel like a real DJ. It's like feeling like a, a guitar hero, but now you're a DJ. It was the new dream. No one wants to be a guitar hero anymore. Now you want to be a DJ. <laughs> I still like being a guitar hero sometimes. Okay. All right. Well, you can do that. Are they still putting out music? I Gosh. don't know. I did. I just been picking up the games at used stores for dirt cheap. Nice. Except for um, like Rock Band Three, for some reason, still cost an arm and a leg. But uh, well, not really an arm and a leg, but pretty expensive. But what scared me about Rock Band 3 was making my um, novel characters that I draw and how close I actually got to them in that game. <laughs> nice. But, um, Did you ever get into oh, Rock Band 4? I 
have it on my um, PSN wish or had it on my PSN wish list when they still had wish lists. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Maybe I need to see if if I find it this weekend or next week when I'm in Kansas City. Maybe purchase it. I'm not sure. Cool. I was certainly curious about it because I I think the Rock Band three instruments do work with it. Yeah. Um, honestly, the problem with the Rock Band stuff is as I've gotten older, my my RSI has gotten to the point where I just can't play a song anymore without it hurting too much. Yeah. So. I'd, I'd actually been having a lot of fun with the karaoke mode and the rock bands because um, before COVID hit, I booted that up when my husband was out of town for a um, business conference and nearly blew out my voice trying to sing White Snake. Nice. And all of the cats like got really <laughs> concerned for my well-being and like got on my shoulder and was staring at me. What are you doing? Like, Stop Mom, <laughs> stop dying! You're embarrassing Mom. me. <laughs> All right, Alex. I, the, oh, go ahead. No, I, I know I sing the song of my people when I'm when, when I'm meowing the house down. But God, you sound bad, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Alex. You got wrap us up with Neptunia Virtual Stars. What's that about? Yeah, it's a Neptunia game. Okay. <laughs> Do Am I the only one who that? likes Neptunia? I don't know what that means, other than... So, okay, hold on. Is this an Idea Factory game with slightly funny writing, a story that you choose the next scene from a menu, and a battle system that's way too easy? No, not... not all. Some of those, yes. Not all of them. <laughs> not all of them. Okay. So what's different about this one? Well, there's no... Choosing from a menu. You oh, did, well, whoa, whoa, whoa! This you is choose a where to go, but you don't choose the event. You actually walk to the next event. Oh, but yeah, this this is a spin-off. It as opposed to the mainline games. This one uses an action combat system. That's very different. Which, well, which I think is. It feels like it might be based from Ark of Alchemist. Okay. This system, which is not a good thing, as that system was. <laughs> abysmal this one feels slightly better but it has some fairly major issues the way it's built is that the four goddesses have their own combat style they're all range based and they basically go around shooting everything while the other four characters are sort of original characters and they're virtual virtual idols but they are they're more sort of traditional melee and range based but the way the combat system works is that those four virtual characters are completely useless compared to the goddesses one because you can basically just run around holding the holding the trigger button is basically the main way you're going to get in combat and and these and as long as you find the find the way that characters primarily grow it's going it's ridiculously easy Okay, so we have if you don't find if you don't combat. find that yeah yeah well thing is if you don't find that menu where you get where it sort of boosts up all the attributes then you're going to be stuck. Oh. So explore so, your menus. Uh, how well, is ex- it explo- fun? Exploit oh. one particular menu is basically anything. Oh. Is you it funny? 
is it good? Where does it fit in with it's, the other games? Is it part of the story? Um, is it its own thing? It, it's its own thing because yeah, it's similar to I think most of the other spin-offs and that it just does its own thing and they they get sucked into another world and blah blah stuff happens. That's basically it. But in in this one, they're sort of you are saving the world of Planet Emotes, which is basically made up of loads of virtual virtual stars. So they basically their main thing is creating content. And and the goddesses yeah. just find themselves here, or this is like the, the goddesses sort of get summoned there to okay. save it. Got it. It's all, it's along the lines of the when they go into the game world of four goddesses online all right. for that game. I'm already overthinking it, aren't I? Okay. Yes. Very much so. Okay. Yeah. The, it's Neptunia. You're, you, like, the mainline Neptunias have a little bit more, like, in-depth storylines. The side stories, not really. Yeah, so, you don't... Uh, you don't really... Do you get to you make, make your own VTuber? Oh, no. No. So it says me and no. you, like, you are... In here, but uh, no, really? they they are characters called me oh, and for you. For Rick's sake, okay. Is it any good? No. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Thanks. So, so it basically, has, it I'll has, probably love it. it has but some, I'm, I'm the it, weird one who loves Neptunia on staff for some reason. Yeah, if you really love Neptunia characters, I'm not going to say the gameplay because it's a whole different gameplay style to the regular combat. But if you love the characters and you are a really massive fan of a bunch of Japanese um, Japanese VTubers or virtual idols, then you might enjoy it because basically a load of them have cameos in this game. So I think the, the cameos are sort of they have occasional messages. They appear on certain sort of screens while you're running through dungeons and they also have messages that appear during every single loading screen. So you might get some enjoyment out of seeing seeing them in the game. There's there's the occasional somewhat funny parody stuff, but other than that, yeah, if you aren't a massive junior fan, you probably aren't going to like this. Got it. It's not very good. That's what we've been I, playing this week. I'd like to it, move on to the question. Oh, of the week. I will say it's at least short. It's only 15 hours. Oh, okay. Oh, that's merciful. <laughs> okay. I sort of had to come to terms with the fact that I just cannot get into Neptunia games. And there's nothing wrong with that. All right. I, I wanted to like them so bad, and I just couldn't get into them. And I, I, uh, I don't, don't, don't worry, Kelly. I will play them for you. Okay. Well, you. Will, whenever I need a Neptunia backtrack, you will be my guy. Oh, you're a Neptunian angel. Yes. <laughs> I, I will admit, I I love me some Neptunia, except for the original version of the very first game. That game is very frustrating to play. They've made a lot of improvements since then. All right, I'm going to improve this podcast by moving on to our question of the week answers. All right, first we only up, had one answer. Well, all right. Well, that's our feedback then. First off from Featherhoof was listening to Kelly and Anna's chat about Bravely Default 2, and I wanted to add in my two cents, if that's okay. 
get freelancer on all four characters to rank 12 ASAP. Between yep. the two JP ups, which do indeed stack, they also get purge to rid your starty party of status effects like Berserk and Doom, amongst others. Square one, which will remove all buffs from enemies. That was a godsend against um, one of the bosses, they say. And body slam, which does unholy amounts of damage for the cost of one BP and keeps getting stronger as you level it. Uh, where where I'm at, I'm doing on average 1,500 HP per body slam and 2,200 HP if it crits. I can go through whole dungeons with everyone having Freelancer as their sub job and just one or two shotting every normal enemy with body slam. Every, having every character brave once do two body slams and every monster in a normal encounter is usually dead by the time everyone gets a turn, if not sooner. And that's me playing on normal, and it hasn't failed me yet, and I'm partway into Chapter 2, having gotten two new jobs from the story, and, I think, about to get a third. Not, um, an, not an effective strategy on bosses to have all four with miscellany, but I always keep at least one party member with it, and they usually end up being my MVP. Um, Featherhoof, you'll have to correct me if, I, if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that the freelancer job like as you master classes like gain stats wow. yes okay yes, it gains it does, a, yeah for every master other job on that character the freelancer goes up by basically one percent it's it's the same as you know final fantasy 5 okay yeah. and that and only applies if you've got it as your main job yeah only only if you have it as the main job of course so you can very if you've mastered a bunch of classes, you can very easily go back to freelancer and dominate. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what it's well, for, right? For you yes. to just build a new template, kind of build your own job. Yep. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm glad somebody clarified that because I I noticed like wait a minute, why is the freelancer stats up so high? Like, oh wait, I, does it? I'm work assuming like that? It, I'm assuming it lets you slot in more things than you could on other jobs, right? No. no. Oh, I, okay. No, it's it's just it's just like Final Fantasy V, where you have, you know, basically attack an item and defend and whatnot, and then you can pick what other two abilities it has. Well, that's but what's different on other ones. On other but, jobs, one of those slots should be taken up in in Final Fantasy V. So, right. My question is, do they give you? Does that work out here in the same way? So. You mean like if you're a black mage, one's taken up by the job skill? Yes. Yeah, yeah it's still that same way. Okay, yeah. It, That's what it's, it's for. It's very me. much yeah. the job system from Final Fantasy V with some tweaks and yeah. different abilities. Yeah, okay. So there you go, Kelly. Gives you two slots to play with, right? Don't think it does. Oh, there you go, Kelly. It doesn't give you two slots to play with. Well, I'll have to play around with it some more. But th- thank you, Featherhoof. That was very helpful. Oh, that's right, because it has its own thing for miscellany. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. You still, you still, you still have access to the freelancer abilities, so, which are pretty decent anyway. I wonder if the Shin Megami anime you were talking about is either SMT Tokyo Revelation or Digital Devil Story Megami Tensei, says Strawberry Eggs. SMT Tokyo Revelation is an OAV that isn't based on any game in particular, although the plot is pretty similar to Digital Devil Story Megami Tensei. This was actually released domestically in the U.S. by Manga Entertainment as Tokyo Revelation. 
Digital Double Story Megami Tensei is an OAV adaptation of the first novel by the same name, the one that gave rise to the entire franchise. That one was never released in the U.S., but I believe it was released in the U.K. and maybe some other countries in Europe, too. Strawberry continues to say, Anyway, as for the question of the week, I t- I'll tell you about the time I fell for such a story hook, line, and sinker sometime in 1999. By the way, the, the story was, Tell us your best, my uncle works at Nintendo lie that you heard on the schoolyard growing up. So Strawberry says, uh, sometime in 1999, I was told by a classmate that Yoshi from the Mario franchise was a secret Pokemon. Maybe it's because I was 12, but it made sense to me at the time that another Nintendo character would be made into a hidden Pokemon. I still remember the directions he told me. Trade one Dratini for another between the red and blue version. Both games need to have 150 Pokemon caught in the Pokedex. Train that Dratini until it evolved into Dragonite, and make sure the Dratini in the other version has also evolved. After that, trade them back and take the Dragonite to the Cerulean Cave and go back to the island Mewtwo used to stand on. Use a Firestone on the Dragonite and it will evolve into Yoshi. <laughs> I, I did yeah. all of that and sure enough, neither my Dragonite nor my sister's evolved into Yoshi. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry, Strawberry Eggs. That was <laughs> that was a EGM April Fool's Day joke. It was? Yeah, that's where I remember having that EGM, and that's where that kid got that from. Wow. Yeah, that's what she said. Says in the next oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I became way more skeptical after that. Years later, I would find out this Dragonite to Yoshi rumor originated as an April Fool's prank back in the April 1999 issue of Expert Gamer magazine. I'm fairly possible <laughs> or positive this kid was laughing behind my back when I told him I tried it, and it didn't work. Yeah, the... Uh... The EGM April Fool's Day jokes were meant to be like tasks that nobody within their right mind would want to do and, and so up doing anyway. Did. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Strawberry. Oh, live it, Lindelorn. It's Isn't it nice that we live in a time where we can look up stuff on the internet for figuring out BS, except that now the internet's full of wrong information too and nothing is right. Should we have our question of the week being your biggest gaming regret? <laughs> yeah, I don't mind that. In, in what regards, though? I know, I don't know. Purchase, Just, uh, experience, time spent playing a game you shouldn't have. Yeah. Beating up Hoshigami, ruining Blue Earth, I don't know. Because <laughs> I think mine is between... Spending all that money trying to get Final Fantasy XI running on my PS2 and then dumping the game a month later because I was so bored and didn't understand anything about it. (laughs) Or spending $100 on a Red Octane DDR pad thinking, hey, if I I can trick myself into exercising if I have it as a video game. Do you still have it? I can use that pad. (laughs) Yeah, I, I still have it. Is it one of those metal ones? No, it was uh, just the the soft one. Yeah, the metal ones were more. (laughs) I mean, and I have the perfect setup to play it now, except that now when I get it out, all the cats either try to um, tear it apart or eat the cord. So so basically they want to play DDR. Yeah, in their own way. (laughs) In their own way. Um, Oh, biggest regret. Um... (sighs) 
Well, you, you I would have to about think it. on gotta, this one. There, this. There's something like on the tip of my brain, but it's not quite. I'm not remembering it, but I, I know what it is. All right. Well, we'll co- we'll circle back to it. Editorial content time. Right. We have a collection of Saga Final Fantasy Legend Part 2 review. Okay. This was from Elmendine Todd. So, this is the second Saga slash Final Fantasy Legend game on the um, collection of Saga. So it has we're a reviewing to- them in pieces, huh? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, they said that um, it improves the pacing from the first one, has a memorable soundtrack by our own Nobuo Uematsu, uh, has a simple yet charming story and a variety of party creation options. Unfortunately, it has an extremely high and random encounter rate, yeah. poor inventory UI, yep. moder- unnecessary modern localization changes, and many monster transformations are useless. Wait, they retranslated like it? Um. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it's uh, retranslated or just stuck right on the. I like that the screenshots are all in Japanese. It seems like it is, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Um, Elman Elman speaks Japanese, so he plays it in both. Got it. Yeah, and and the the collection that we got has both the U.S. and the Japanese version in it. Oh no! It looks like it doesn't get updated, and they should have. They complained that it should have been upgraded. Oh no! It's been updated in certain ways, but not in others. Oh, so there's stuff that was cut out for the US in the original release, and so that's still that's still cut out. But oh. some other things have been yeah, adjusted. Like um, one of the things I saw because I found a YouTube video going over the differences between Weird. the US and the JP version, and one of the things was. The weapons Masamune and Excalibur in the Japanese version were unlimited use because mm-hmm. most weapons have you know a use limit, and those two weapons didn't in the JP version. In the US version, they both only had a fifty use limit. That sucks. Well, that Back sounds the like original. a I don't know thing. if that yeah. got fixed or if that was just a direct port. And we've also got a backlogging the year from our very own Pascal Takaya. Oh. Let's see, what did he play? He played Vampire, Tales of Vesperia, and Persona 5, the three RPGs he played for this month. Um, for non-RPGs, he did Dead Cells, Immortals, Phoenix Rising, Medieval, and Planet Alpha. I thought Immortals was a RPG. Yeah, not really. Okay. It's, it's, it's more of an Assassin's Creed game, right? Oh, okay. And then adventure no, games. No, Breath of the Wild? I don't know. It's a Breath of the Wild game. That's what it is. Yeah. It's an open it, world thing. Open world action thing. With wings. Sorry. Ice. <laughs> um, adventure game, he played Cloudpunk Gorogoa, Shady Part of Man Chronicle of In's Mouth, because I know he likes his adventure games. And then the rest, uh, lots of Picross. Yeah, according to him, he spent an embarrassing number of hours on not one, not two, but three different notogram puzzlers on Switch. Which, that that's understandable, Pascal. I had to, I had to uninstall all of my uh, Picross games on my Switch just because I was playing them way too much, like staying up too late playing them. Now I stay up too late playing Skyrim, so I don't know if I solved the problem. I don't think you solved the problem. Nope, I did not. And that is all the editorial content. Now we're into news. Boop, 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 boop. 
Uh, I wish Josh was here because I'd rib him for this. Uh, is anybody excited for new Metal Max titles? No. Um, actually, yeah. actually, they discussed this on Q&A Quest uh, this week. I, I catch part of Q&A Quest after work on, on Wednesday. So, um, apparently, they rebranded Xeno to be like a side story, and they're going back to... Mm, they're retrying this. So, it, actually, um, whoa, whoa, the, the guys on the quest were actually a little bit excited about the new Metal Max titles. Wait, uh, why are there dogs? Because they... Dogs. They announced a roguelike action spinoff that stars Pochi the Battle Dog called Metal Dogs, and it will launch on Steam Early Access in English and in Japanese in early summer 2021. Can you pet the dog? I mean, if it stars dogs, then they probably don't pet themselves. Oh. Um, Yeah, the Metal Max... Whoa, hang on. Okay, Metal Max Zio is now officially titled Metal Max West. Metal no, no, Max no. West. Metal Max Zeno Reborn Two oh. has been rebranded yeah. to Metal Max Wild West. Okay. Probably to Metal distance Zeno, it from Zeno. <laughs> yeah, Metal Max Zeno was always a sort of reboot spin-off Anyway, I see. But I think it's just that they're they're moving the follow-up away from the Zeno because Zeno did very bad. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I've heard. And and apparently the remaster of Zeno, uh, I forget who said it on Q and A quest, but it'll one be, of the comments it'll was be Michael like, Baker. "It's always the, Michael Baker." If you're talking the, about Metal Max, <laughs> yeah, they were like, "Yeah, the remake, the remaster of Zeno made me want to go back and play just normal normal Zeno because it was better." That's how <laughs> bad it was. Oh, so um, I'm please this be. this dog walk around with a gun on its back. It's amazing. He f- wags his tail. So cute. Yeah, the the cyber dogs have always been a thing about with Metal Max. I I do love Shibus because I think that's what kind of dog he is. It looks like it. Yeah. Oh, this game's probably gonna suck, but I still want to play it. <laughs> I, I just added it to my wish list. Oh, Will there like be this. any cats? Is it all doggos? I, I, I doubt it. I'm seeing uh-huh. a lot of doggo artwork. I don't see any kitty artwork, unfortunately. They they don't do cats. Yeah, po- the Pochi cats are is too smart to ma- get on the front line. Yeah. Also, Pochi is basically the series mascot. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, in mobile news, they got a new Dragon Quest title heading west. What is this? Another free to play baloney thing? Yeah, the adventure of Die based on the anime series. Get a launch and iOS and Android is a free to start title sometime in twenty twenty one. Has a close beta test. The anime any good base... I never watched it. Uh I'll have to ask Platty. He would know. Um apparently the anime ran in Japan between nineteen eighty nine and nineteen ninety six and um has been oh yes, um, I think we got like thirteen episodes on that on CBS in English back in the day. I remember watching that. Oh my god, because it sort of like a, I thought it was like a Dragon Quest too because I own Dragon Quest and actually mm-hmm. knew what it was. But yeah, my wife, my sister, and I would watch this in Virginia when it was aired on Saturday morning cartoons on CB on I want to say it was CBS, and yeah, um. Actually, I think I downloaded the 
some of it uh, somewhere. I'll have to try. I'll, I can track it down. But yeah, Kelly. no, I, I, I know. I know what this is now. Yes, that's what Kelly. I thought it was. Yes. What is this fake ass Pokemon? Um. Why are you, why are you skipping he's, ahead? He's, he's skipping ahead. I know. Oh, no. <laughs> I thought that we were done with Dragon Quest. Well, a few more tidbits. I mean, there's a closed beta starting next month in selected countries, not including the US. And awesome. yeah, it's it's basically based on the sort of they they re so I say sort of relaunched the Adventure of Die series because they had a a recent anime last year, and there's also a action RPG currently in development. Though we haven't heard anything about that. Also, I'm. I don't know if you'll be able to like look up uh, Dragon Quest Die '80s episodes on YouTube or not, because I need to see this '80s anime cheese that is Dragon Quest. But it, it, anyway, it Chris pretty, wants it, Chris wants me to move on. So, uh, po- uh, not, not po- this is a mobile game. He doesn't care. Coromon. Sorry, is I just launching. don't care. <laughs> I Coromon care about the anime. Is next year. Yeah, what is this Coromon yeah. thing? It's totally Pokemon. It's so like blatant. Coromon sees players controlling a young field researcher gathering Coromon to form a powerful squad and stop an organization oh. unleashing a dark power. Uh-huh. This game includes this game includes dungeons with puzzles, a turn-based combat system, multi-stage uh-huh. boss fights, customization options, and multiple difficulties. And is set to release for PC, Mac, and iOS and Android in quarter three. So the only thing different is the multi-stage boss fights? I guess and multiple so. multiple difficulties. Multiple difficulties, all right. And then... I, it, it really, it, this, this really just looks like a... I mean, it looks like a Pokemon clone, no matter how I look at this. Yeah. I, yeah. I wonder if it's good. If it's good, who cares, right? I, I haven't seen any Pokemon... Or I, the last time I saw more Pokemon coins than this was when Pokemon first launched in the '90s and was hot, or early 2000s. So, uh, Kelly, you can get Dragon Quest: The Adventure of Die. Um, let's see, 24 episodes of it. How many episodes? Oh, on Crunchyroll. Yeah, is this the '80s one? I this mu- le- this looks fresh and crisp. This must be a I remake. I think that that'll be the that'll be the new one from last year. So I think they re- uh, they remade it in HD. Yeah, the original one was like sixty episodes. I, I want to see the eighties one. I love eighties. I anime will I will track jank. down my downloads for you. <laughs> I love eighties anime and just how jank it is, especially that the poor attempts at localization. Yeah, no, my the the stuff I have is subbed, but um, I will try and find you. I will try and find where I. Hidden that that file, like you, like you guys remember when Nick Junior had anime and we didn't know it. Yeah, the, uh, <laughs> the oh, is that that Lost City of Gold one? It uh, was that one. It was um, the Noozles, which had koalas. Yeah, yeah. It was it was the Adventures of the Little Koala, which it's always was the coolest co- ones. I'm like, what are these? I don't understand yeah. these. Oh, it's anime. Yeah. It, it, and the Adventures of Little Koala was such a Sanrio ripoff. It expects me to remember what happened last time. I'm, I don't know how to <laughs> feel about this. <laughs> yeah. We, we were introduced to anime at a young age and yes. we did not know. No, we did not. 
Um, All right. So Coromon's on Steam, and it's going to yes. be on PC, Mac, iOS, and Android later this and year. And has a demo that tra- save progress transfers. It looks like a Game Boy game. <laughs> yes. And we got another game, Nanotail, which is launching at the end color. of March. This yep. is set, set in a world on the verge of discretion destruction and you play as Rosalind an archivist who sets out on a journey to, to collect samples that may provide the key to the world's dying state and it's an adventure RPG releasing on March 31st on PC and Google Stadia we have a trailer oh this is the one with the fox this looks kind of cool yeah she's riding a fox oh this is the typing one okay this is the second though no, this is a their follow-up to epistory then all right there was a fir- there was another game like this where lady wrote a fox and you typed things. Crap! I think I accidentally closed my window for the next yeah. story. Yeah, it's it's the same developer as well. Yeah. I I noticed a theme in their development. Yeah, typing games. I was more commenting ladies riding foxes. Ladies riding foxes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we've got. Somehow I skipped this one when I read the news. I got Deepest Chamber, which is a deck-building RPG set to release later in 2021 for the PC. And it is set in a dark fantasy world with players leading a group of former guards and rebels as they're trying to escape a dying medieval city. All right. This looks neat. Looks like the sort of game that'd be too hard for me. Let's see what else. We've got Alchemic Cutie. Launching in July, this is about a player searching for beaches and dark caves to find different jellies and items that can be used on the jelly farm. So there's a harvest moon? Kind of looks like a little harvest moon, a little atelier, a little slime rancher. Okay. I was about to, I was going to say slime rancher. <laughs> I did love slimes, you know. I did love Slime Rancher. It's going to be released for Xbox One and Series X on July 27th, 2021, and then for PC, Linux, Mac, and Switch, and PS4 at a later date. This looks like a freaking Switch game, all I'm saying. Yes. This is a 2D, tiny indie title. This should be on Switch first, I think. <laughs> yeah. Looks pretty cute, though. It is. So the game I was most excited about this week... Uh, if you haven't been following me, I've been very obsessed with Dungeons and Dragons lately, especially crap with Drist and the Underdark and just overall creatures. So when I saw this trailer, Dungeons and Dragons Dark Alliance launching in June, I just lost my mind this morning. Um, it's a spiritual successor to the Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance <laughs> the series. flipped you off. Yep. Yes. And that trailer has Ozzy Osbourne music in it. It's a weird trailer. There's, there's, they're going for some comedy, which always makes me a little worried because it's hard to do comedy well. But um, yeah, it, it looks like a multiplayer online action group up. Let's kill some monsters game. I don't know if it's going to be an RPG at all. Uh, uh, it, we... It's always referred to as action RPG. So. Oh, is it okay? With but the Dark Alliance, we haven't seen games? any actual gameplay. So the Dark Alliance would be like, yeah, yes, yes, yes. They were combat, and you'd get items and loot and stuff. Oh, look, dressed. But, like, I'm I'm watching this, and, like, I literally just got done painting a dressed miniature, and that white dragon I painted, like, a month ago. I I actually have the miniature of that white dragon. 
Yeah, so I am like all into this, and I'm gonna get it. It's probably might so suck, but when I when I watched this, I had to go and look up who was doing it, and it's a studio I don't know called Tuke Games. They've got one other game called um, uh, what was their thing? Their that the Live Lock, which I know nothing about. And the reason I had to look it up is because the game looks like a D and D take on Lord of the Rings: War in the North. And so I was like, are these the same people? Did they get together and form a new studio? Because they, they used to be part of the WB Games thing that is like no more. Um, but no, it was a different studio. So look yeah, at that. Um, yeah. Well, the the place, I mean, Drist hangs out between, you know, Icewind Dale and Baldur's, and Baldur's Gate, which are fairly far north when it comes to the... Uh, the realms. mythos, so of the of the Forgotten Realms. So, I mean, having a lot of icy atmosphere is not too unheard of yeah. in that area. Yeah. So when this 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 comes out on PS4, five, Xbox One, Series X, and PC for forty bucks for the standard edition and sixty bucks for the digital deluxe edition, which you can order from the game site. And you can also get a physical steelbook edition. Oh, so this is digital only. I did not oh, know that. Like you can buy a physical steelbook. Yeah, or the physical steelbook. <laughs> but I, I, I definitely want to see if there's reviews before this comes out. But I am certainly interested because it looks cool, and I wonder if it'll have more Aussie music in the game itself. I but be it, need, it needs more means. <laughs> yeah. That's a Need more Minsk and Boo. I don't know. Does he belong in the Dark Alliance series? You think? Um. He, again, he's out of Baldur's. He's out of Baldur's Gate. Um. Yeah. And there's a lot of crossover in that area but for the this. Characters. This game takes place in the Icewind Dale. Maybe they're yeah, hidden characters. Who knows? That that's another. They can travel. They can travel. To just walk. And Icewind Dale's not too far away from Baldur's Gate. All right. All right. I want to know, Anyways. Kelly, what did the belt guy say about Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate? Okay, so it is going to come out on June 10th, 2021. We're talking and about Tetsuya Nomura, by the way. Yeah, Tetsuya Nomura. Um, it's going to star Yuffie. Yuffie is the only playable character, though you can give her com- uh, companion Sonin instructions. It's going to have new materia and summons, and there are no plans for further downloadable content for the game because development has fully transla- transitioned to the second game in the remake. So that's kind of good news. I think that I think this DLC just might be filler until we get more information about that, which is good news. Final Fantasy VII The First Soldier is the online battle royale game that's going to release on iOS and Android. And he said that that's designed to attract new players to Final Fantasy VII. Uh, yeah, no crap being a, <laughs> being a battle royale game. Uh, details are yet to be revealed. Now, Ever Crisis is going to be a single-player title that covers the events of the entire compilation of Final Fantasy VII. Uh, going to launch next year on iOS and Android. The game will be and the end the game and the individual chapters will be free with microtransactions that include loot boxes. What? So it is going to be a gotcha game. What? The the original Final Fantasy 7 section will last around 10 chapters with the Escape from Midgar section covering 3 chapters. What? 
Um, Ever Crisis is also going to include new content, including a chapter covering the story behind the first soldier and a new mode that lets players select their non own non-canon party for special dungeons like having Aerith fight the Guard Scorpion. And it's not designed to replace the compilation titles. It's just a convenient way to touch on their events. Okay. Now, how how I feel about this is that like when it comes to some mobile games like Record Keeper and Opera Omedia is that Square Enix has always been good about giving you just enough stuff to get through the main story without having to spend a whole bunch of money on Gotcha. So, I don't know how everybody else feels about that. Yeah. It's like, uh, when I saw the Dragon Quest story, it's like, okay, I'm done with gotcha games. I'm not going to check this out. And then read the story. It's like, nope, I guess I'm back in. Eh, we'll see what it's like when it's out. Yeah, it, I, I would Honestly, be this, this makes me even more questionable about what this is versus what people think it is. Yeah, I, I will check it out, but we also need more information. We shall see. Um, did any of you play Disco Elysium? Nope. Well, the final cut is launching on March 30th. Cool. What are they doing in it? Let's see. It's okay. going to have... Oh, this is the update where they add all the extra voice acting and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. and release on consoles. Oh, nice. Someone said it was really good. I think Anna played it, didn't she? No. She's played it at a trade show. She's not actually oh. played it. Okay. Well, yeah, we do have it... a review... If you're curious, and it's going to release on Xbox Series X, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch, and the Final Cut will release in summer 2021. Well, nope, the, yes. uh, yeah, the PC, Mac, PS4, PS5, and Stadia versions release March 30th, and then Xbox and Switch versions in summer. Oh, great. So you can go check that out. We've got new information about that Scarlet Nexus game that Bandai announced. Um, it's going to launch on June 25th, and it's going to be av- available digitally and physically, um, digitally for PC and physically, and digitally for PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series S. They've announced two special editions. Let's see what does special edition come with? The the basic special edition is going to be 80 bucks. Has a digital copy of the game, um, digital art book, original what soundtrack. It's, it honestly sort of reminds me of Code Vein. It's yeah, it's somewhat similar to God Eater Code Vein, so it's their anime anime action RPG. Yeah, with with powers and stuff fighting its people. It's actually done by a lot of the team behind Tales of Vesperia. And I'm really looking forward to this one. Tales of Vesperia was forever ago though. Yeah. Okay. But I still trust. I'm still interested to see what they do after God Eater because that was fun. It's anime as heck, but. All right. So Kelly, you were saying it's... they got two two special editions. One's, yeah. Uh, one's digital and one's physical. And it looks like thus far the physical one is only available in Europe. There you go. You get an art book, a steel case, some other stickers and stuff. It's it's not that impressive, honestly. No enamel pens, one out of five. Um, and you say anime is hell, it's got an anime announced that's going to stream through Funimation this summer. And its exact relation to the game is not confirmed. Full voice acting, says Emperor Me. 
right? I think that was for the Disco Elysium. Oh, that's for Disco Elysium. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I, I can't imagine an anime that wouldn't have full voice acting. Good call. Yeah, this one will have voice, full voice acting. Um, right. Screenix showed off a new title called Forspoken? Yeah, this was that unannounced... Uh, it showed up in that PlayStation Games trailer showcase when they announced the price, and it was just like Project Athia. Yeah, this yeah. is Luminous Productions, which was formed, which was basically the Final Fantasy fifteen team. Mm. And that actress, um, she's from the twenty nineteen Charlie's Angels. That was the only thing I recognized her from. Okay, but you can just. Phrase an ordinary young woman who arrives in Athia and must learn to harness magic in order to survive. Okay. And it's going to launch in 2022 for PC and PS5. That reminds me of that tech demo they did a few years back. Yeah, Project Project Agni, which is, I think, yeah, Alex Alex Donaldson mentioned that. Yeah. Well, it's possibly built on it, although I think Project Agni was nine years ago, so I suspect it's the actual connections are tenuous at best no 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 there was a tech demo at e3 want to say two or three years ago yeah no it was it was longer than that (laughs) no i I, no this was more recent people thought it was a preview for like so many screenix tech demos who can keep track of them anymore like it's true it's cool hey we had some surprising news this week Uh, yesterday as a matter of fact what a so, surprise news? Yes, um, Kingdom Hearts four. No, oh. that would be that. That would be a surprise, but okay. no. So we all know that a uh, um, remaster of Shin Megami Tensei three Nocturne has been on the bend, right? Yeah, they're making it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, it was well it was launched in Japan in October last oh, it year. Oh, was. Oh, all right. And they when are we getting never, it? Uh, May 25th, 2021. <gasps> what a for surprise! P- <laughs> for PS4, Switch, and Steam. Okay. That's kind of huge. Is it? I think so. Alright. They put their HD remake on PC and we're surprised. Well, I mean, they've tr- put Persona 4 Golden on PC, so it's not too much of a surprise. I mean, yeah, but they haven't put Persona 5 Royal on PC yet. I, I just oh. find it fascinating that it seemed like a decade ago we really weren't getting that much SMT stuff in the U.S. And now this is the second SMT game that we've gotten on, well, third if you count Strikers, on PC. And to me, it's a huge deal. It kind of is meaning that the series is finally starting to get its legs in the U.S. Well, I think it's more a result of Sega and how they've helps resurgence so i think there's a bit of sega in that this how that purchase has worked out really well for both companies especially in the west yeah i i can agree with that so i i am excited for it um there is a physical edition for 49.99 and a digital deluxe edition that comes with some stuff and uh is going to give you access to the game Four days early. All right, this is my opportunity. First. The perennial question is: Nocturne a good game or not? Depends on who you ask. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm asking it again. <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, the wrong person to ask. I was very angry at it when I played it on PS3 or, or on PS2, but that was also after I paid seven, like eighty 
bucks for it because it was hard to find and I didn't like how getting the neutral ending was kind of the bad ending. But I'm willing to give it a second try and plus it's going to have a uh, merciful difficulty setting. Oh, maybe maybe I'll actually be able to beat it this time. Yeah, because it was, it was a very hard game. It was. Um, see, now I'm re- reading. I don't know if the it's a DLC pack that's going to have Dante that's going to add the merciful difficulty setting or if it comes default. But we'll, we'll see. The, um, the remaster includes difficulty modes, a suspense save, save op- option, and Japanese and English voiceover options. So I'm very excited for this. I can't wait to kind of give it another... Give it another try. Oh my god, that was almost ten years ago. Yeah. Yeah, that, that is the one I'm thinking of. I can't believe it's been that long. Sorry, we went back to Forspoken about the uh Agnes the tech Philosophy demo. Tech demo. Yeah, yeah, I it, thought it, it was it was nine years ago. Yeah, I, I, wow, I thought it was not that long ago. Wow. I I, I admit I said I said mistaken because my memory is sh- crap. Yeah, it's the embodiment of that meme of what you think Final Fantasy 20 years ago was versus what Final Fantasy actually was 20 years ago. I think we did that joke last week. Yeah. But it still bears repeating. Because we old. We're so old. I've just been informed I streamed my actual address to the internet earlier, so I'm going to be deleting (laughs) the stream archive when we're done. (laughs) Whoops. (laughs) I feel foolish. <laughs> Does this mean I'm going to have to hunt you down and throw that copy of Other End back in your yard? Yes. Take this back. You too can send me a salt lick like Lucifer tried to do. <laughs> um, are, we, are, are our old feeble minds ready for briefs? Because yeah. I don't think I can remember much more news. I, yeah, please. The gothic develop the gothic remake developer has been revealed. Um, I don't even know about the original gothic, much less the remake. Um, it's going to be developed by New Studio. Al Alchem- I can't even pronounce this. Alchemia Interactive. Alchemia. Alchemia Interactive, and yeah, the gothic remake is being developed for oh, PC. So it's a different developer. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think the old one gone is probably defunct. Okay. Yeah. Um Dungeon and Gravestone is launching in April. This is uh kind of a blocky dungeon crawler roguelike. Gives me vibes of three D dot gang heroes if anybody played that. Mm-hmm. This is gonna be out on April twenty third for X for Xbox One, PS4, and Nintendo Switch. It looks kinda cute. Um, we've got Hand of Merlin arriving on Steam Early Access in May. This is a King Arthur game recruiting three mortal heroes from a journey from Avalon to Jerusalem as the world is on the brink of apocalypse. It's coming to Steve, Steam Early Access just as May and that the full release window hasn't been announced. So that's that. We Are the Caretakers is also coming to Steam Early Access. This is a sci-fi tactical RPG going to release on April 22nd, 2021 for early access. It's going to be $20 with a 20% watch discount. The list games like Darkest Dungeon, Ogre Battle, and XCOM is Inspirations. Which game was that? We Are the Caretakers. 
Interesting. They wear big masks. Yeah. Oh. Undertales on Xbox. I was about to say, for those of you that have Game Pass and haven't touched Undertale yet, now is your chance. Um, it's <laughs> I, I'm amused that the exclusive content is a slot machine that's in the shrine room that was in the other uh, console releases. So I'm curious what that's going to entail. A whole lot of nothing, Kelly. You know that. Oh, the the... That room in the PS4 version was a total joke room to troll trophy hunters, and it was brilliant. In the Switch version, it was a optional boss fight that used the um, Switch Joy-Cons as the gimmick, which was also kind of funny. But yeah, it looks Undertale- like all you win in this room are little white dots in the that come out and fill the screen. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going to be another troll room. Um, all right. Game you've been playing, Chris, Undermine, Undermine. PS4 date yep. has been announced on March 30th, 2021. It's the only system it isn't for or isn't been put on yet is PS4. I think so, yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. Look, at, I, I need to get some of these abilities. Man, they're much better than I am in this trailer. I need to check out this game, even though I shouldn't be starting another roguelike right now. Um, Hey, want to play Dragon Quest, but Dragon Quest Eleven, but don't have a console or PC. And you want to Stella- play um, on a very high definition platform, a really weird port of a Switch game. Yeah, it's now available on Stadia or Stadia um, at a discount price of thirty one ninety nine until <sighs> March thirtieth. Joking aside, if this is the only way you can play this game, play this game. It's really good. It, it is really good, but I can't imagine I anybody. I don't know. If- just why? I don't know. I can't imagine anybody only having a stadia. <laughs> I, I can't even understand why. Just I mean, I, putting it on stadia is breaking my brain. Yep. But whatever. Hey, no. more, more options. I mean, I, I understand more options, but it's like you have to pay like a, such a high entry fee to get stadia, and then you have to buy the game, and then you it, it just. I here. Let's move on to a happier story. Chicory, a colorful tale, is releasing in spring. This is a game about restoring color to the world, and it's going to be on PS4, PS5, and include English and a whole bunch of other language options. And it looks really cute and pretty, kind of like Undertale mixed with uh, Paper Mario to me. Doesn't look quite my thing, but it does. It, it, but it, it definitely looks really cute. I will be curious about it. Um, Legends of Valaria is releasing in April. What was this game? I oh, I it's like I watched the trailer, but I have no memory of it's it. A, it's a real time strategy sandbox RPG. Okay, where people can build their own kingdoms and manage economies. And it's gonna. All I'm seeing is a lot of melee battles, and all right. It's it's been in early access since 2017, and it's finally gonna release on April 1st, 2021. This looks weird. In There's some four X views in there. There's it looks like a oh yeah. It looks like a poor man's MMO. It looks like a Kickstarter MMO. Yep. Mm, doesn't really look like MMO. It looks like a lot of things. <laughs> it looks <laughs> yeah. like a disparate amalgamation of ideas 
from Kickstarter. It's going to be, this game's going to be so cool. You don't understand. We're going to put this and we're going to put this. 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 It's like I see Civilization. I see RTS. I see MMO. I guess guess somebody likes it. Properly reviewed, but I don't have a lot of high hopes there. And then finally, Fantasy Star Online 2 New Genesis Global Closed Beta has been announced. Um, When is beta test starting? Don't know. They didn't announce that. It's already in Japan, right? Or they already had one in Japan? Yeah, that's that's, they've got a second one going on in Japan this weekend, but they haven't announced the dates for the global one yet. So I I guess New Genesis is going to be an MMO running alongside Fantasy Star Online 2. Yeah, you can choose either when you boot it up. Is there um, a difference between the two? They're going to backport it... the improvements, a lot of the improvements to the first one. Or yeah, to the they're, other one. Yeah. They're, different, they're different games. Okay. They, they, so, like, they... think same engine, different games or sort of thing. That just seems weird to me to have two MMOs running that are exactly like each other. Well, at the that's exact because same... they don't want to give up the monetary income of the first game and there will be players who are heavily invested in their characters there, and they don't want to... Actually, I forget. Can you just bring the character over? I forgot how that one worked here. You can bring some things over. You, you okay. can't bring levels, experience, and skills. Okay. Yeah. So the people who uh, enjoy playing the current stuff, and they're going to want to keep playing it, and they're going to keep it available. Right? So... Okay. This it's, is how it, they dealt with that. Okay, gotcha. Is, is this the reason why they'll never do a WoW 2? Because they don't want to... It's the same split. concerns, right? Yeah. Yeah. This is why well, Final Fantasy XI is still going. But to me, eleven and fourteen are two totally Very different, different games. games. Right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I feel you there. So. Yeah. Oh. Um, you PSO of, players have fun with that. <laughs> uh, speaking of Final Fantasy fourteen, uh, they launched the uh, site for the next patch to and the drop date for April thirteenth. Okay. Uh, for Final Fantasy fourteen, Death Unto Dawn is the title. Um, typical typical patch notes uh, for it. We don't have a brief on here for it, Chris. I know. Um, they they just put this out yesterday. Um, but you know, the last of the Yorhal raid, new new trial, new dungeon, new main. Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, they've already announced most of the basic stuff that came into it. I think this is more going into the. Yeah. Some of the fine, finer details, but yeah, like it's similar to the previous pre-expansion final patches. I think there's going to be there's going to be two parts to it, and yeah. So, so the f- first part is dropping uh, April thirteenth, I believe they said. So, um, and that's space, and yeah, this is the first part of the final patch before uh, end Endwalker, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Cool. We will, I still uh, need to yeah. get caught up. Yeah, I do too. I, I will help. Well, no, I can't help you guys. Through. Never mind. I'm on the different data center. Yeah, we're on Primal. Oh. Well, why did I get sucked into Skyrim? I should be playing 14. No, you shouldn't play it. You should play what you want to play. Play what's fun. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Hey, here, let me give you some ideas of things to play this week. Coming out include Vaporum Lockdown for the Switch. Story of Seasons, Pioneers of Olive Town, affectionately abbreviated Poot for Switch. <laughs> Black Legend for PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and Switch. 
Um, Yakuza 6 for PC and Xbox. Dandy Ace for PC and Monster Hunter Rise for Switch. You get some new details on some of those games and other things that you missed from last week in our release roundup columns. Go check that out on the site now. Actually, only for the stuff from last week, but yeah. And look for, and we have links to all the sale pages so you can uh, get right into them. And I think they're just straight up links. We're like not making money off those. They're just there for your convenience. So see, we're doing a good job trying to help you save money by spending. That's how money works, right? Is that how money works? Money can be used for goods and services. Oh, cool. We should exchange those. Oh, the problem is they're the links. <laughs> oh, this is funny. Oh, you got both. I, I'm like, why is this a European page? All right. Alex is for we do. Yeah. yeah, good luck navigating the PS Store website. It's uh. awful. It's so bad. And it doesn't even work right on the iPad. Like, why? Why would you make your site not work? on things and a sorry why would you make it not work on things if what you do get on the things that does work is so bad (laughs) all right um with that i think uh i should ask what you're gonna play next week kelly more bravely second oh and monhun cute uh alex um oh Root Film, that's the one. Root Film. Which is the new Kadokawa mystery visual novel game. Okay. Alright. I've, I've been looking forward to this one. Which one's Kadokawa? Um, they do a bunch of varied stuff. Okay. But the last one they did was... Yeah, they're, 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 a, they're a multimedia company. Anime, manga, games. Yeah, they, they're... They're yeah, really they, old. They don't really go into one category. <laughs> Yeah, they're 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 very, they're one of the oldest companies that I'm aware of in the media genre from Japan. But I have to go now, so I'm saying bye now. Okay, bye, Alex. Uh, and then uh, Robert. Uh, de- definitely more bravely default two. Uh, I've got to uh, work on the tombstone grind in Final Fantasy fourteen some more. Got seventy one more tomes I got to get for all the stuff I need. Or want from that event. Um, I don't think I'll get back to Super Robot Wars T because I have been working on that one, but I'm definitely going to be playing the game of PlayStation 5 Roulette. Cool. What's that? Oh, trying to get one. Trying to get one. Trying to get one. <laughs> All right. I've been playing that game myself. It sucks. Yeah, I've got a I've got a streamer going uh, off on another. St- stream that has like alert sounds and stuff to yeah. s- for when drops are happen, they running so. are they running the the so- the command line software that just keeps checking prices over and over no they're actually got uh refreshing all the websites oh wow they're doing it the hard way okay cool yeah no thanks <laughs> and timers and all all the fun <sighs> all the fun stuff it, it's like I know if I really tried really hard, I could probably get one to like do either the um, the Series X is easier to get right now, is what I found. Yeah, yeah. This, um, the, the the Xboxes are starting to sell out less often because I don't think there's as much quickly. demand. Yeah, yeah. The PS5. No, mm. it's it's like I have till June. I'm not in a huge hurry to get one. What's in um, June? The Ratchet and Clank and the Final Fantasy VII 
what whatever that subtitle is because I think isn't the DLC going to be PS5 only? No, I don't believe so. Anyways, I could have sworn that they said it was. No, you, it, the DLC um, is that what they said was even if you got the free upgrade for Final Fantasy VII R for the PS5, you still have to purchase it for PS5. Well, I'm, uh, I'm going to need a citation on that, but regardless, I kind of want to play the new newer version anyway. Uh, ag- agreed, agreed. But, but I mean, I'm I'm hoping that there'll be a little bit more available by June, but I guess we'll see. It it has to do with the production of the semiconductors. That's really the big lag on it. And plus, I imagine the whole processor Bitcoin rigmarole wasn't helping. Or is that a whole different issue? That, that's a, no, that, that's affecting graphics cards. Well, yeah, but wouldn't it be affecting the graphics cards in the PS5? No, because... Um, no, because the PS5 is dedicated chain, but so it's the individual actual graphics cards, like um, like the basically the RXs and the uh, RTXs. The the okay, the people buying graphics cards tend to be doing it for crypto. The semi, the silicon shortage affecting everyone, both the consoles and the graphics cards, and the processors. Mm-hmm. And then COVID affecting all the everything supply as chains. Well. Just everything's yeah. been hit on multiple levels. So here's my question for you. First off, what's your streamer name? Then what's that streamer who's doing the alerts? Maybe people want to follow along. Um, the one I am following is uh, Blaze2K. Blaze2K. Uh, Blaze2KX or just something Just Blaze2K. B-L-A-Z-E-2-K? And it's the nu- it's the number two. Yeah. Okay, they must not be out. No, it's a twenty four ever twenty four seven stream. Uh, something's misspelled then in my B L A Z E two K on Twitch. Oh no, YouTube? I'm I'm doing it off YouTube. YouTube streamer. But, okay, cool. But that might be the same guy because that yeah that's his. Uh, I think that's the same. Yeah, that's that's him. Oh, I saw that logo over there. Okay, I got it. Yeah, um, it's the same logo. Multi-streaming. Blaze2KX over here. Are they, they're offline, so they're only on YouTube 24-7. Okay. All right, so go check that out. I will be playing Ryza 2, trying to finish that up before Monhun. Um, but I have a little bit of an announcement. The, this next week, we will not have a show. And it's for multiple reasons. Um, number one reason, my cat is getting surgery on Thursday, uh, kept overnight, and will be released home for, to our care on Friday morning, and then we will have her under 48 hours of observation. So we're keeping our time free so we can pay attention to her needs as, as they come up. Um, she's twinkle getting, toes? Yeah, this is Twinkle Toes. She has a luxated patella, which means her kneecap is on the side of her leg instead of the front of it. So they're Ooh. going in to fix that. Um, to make her be able to walk more comfortably. Um, so that's, she is such a special kitty. She is a special kitty. She's the cutest. It doesn't even doesn't even look like it affects her other than she limps, but she doesn't even seem to care. So she's the best. Um, so we're going to be um, doing that next weekend. Also, Anna Marie and I um, will be getting a COVID shot on Saturday. So <laughs> lots of things Woo-hoo! happening at the same time. Um, um, you, you'll probably watch her. you'll pr- you and uh, 
you and Anna will probably be feeling it more Sunday than Saturday. Yeah. From yeah. what my coworkers have said. Okay. We'll see how that goes. And, um, yeah. Uh, that, that's what's going on next week. So we'll catch you in two weeks at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, right here on twitch.tv slash rpgamer. If you'd like to subscribe to the show, go do that over at rpgamer.com. Find the show thread, and you can click through to any your favorite podcast listing place and subscribe there to your podcatcher of choice. And hey, yeah. get your COVID vaccine. They're um, opening up in a lot of different states now for pretty much everyone. So yeah. help yep. that herd immunity. There's no excuse not to get one. Try 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 to let uh, the people who need it get them first. But if there's extra stock, make sure to do your part and get it so they don't go to waste. And we get as much of this country vaccinated as possible. Um, and then we can see how effective it is against the uh, variants and where we need to go from there. This stuff ain't over and it's not going to be over for a while yet. So please do your part. Get vaccinated and be careful in the vaccination centers because we've already know some people who've caught it in while getting vaccinations. So make sure to wear your mask and stay away from people while you're getting your vaccination. So it's a, yeah. it's a real pain in the butt, but um, we'll get through it. So everyone stay positive. Enjoy your video games. Um, come ch- hang out in the Monster Hunter channel if you want to play with me and Kelly. And uh, we'll see you in a couple weeks. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody.